Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. such a cool name it's not Pamela it's Pamelin and you are already just unique from the start I know I came out of the womb unique do you think people live into their names because I do I really do um like I know so many people and I'm like that makes so much sense you know and like when we were going when we were having our first daughter who her name is Maria like the island because we got married in Bora Bora Oh, of um, course and, you got married yeah. in Bora Bora. <laughs> yes, you we did. went to Maria first. It was just us two, like nobody else. Um, and so, you know, when we were going to name her, I had always wanted to name my like daughter Frankie. Um, my dad's name was Frank, and he had passed away. And so I was like, you know, I want to like name. My daughter Frankie, but then like the more and more I just had this feeling that she wasn't going to be a Frankie because a Frankie is a girl that's, I mean, that's, you know, major. Um, and I felt that she was going to be more just like Frankie seems like a little mischievous. I don't know. I just didn't think she was going to be, and it's true. And so Maria is like perfect. She would not have like matched well with Frankie. And what's your second daughter's name? Harlow. Love that. So Frankie got didn't even get used. You threw no, it. Frankie is now in gratitude the great. Which my is, third child. Which I we're gonna talk about today. You yeah. wrote a children's book called Gratitude the Great. And I want to get into it in a minute after we wrap up this other conversation because I'm not done with that. But Frankie <laughs> is the main character of this book, and so you yeah. did actually give Frankie a home. And a child's yeah. name is is one of your yeah, your third child. Yeah, you know, I actually, like, when I had visualized, like, myself being a mom, I always pictured boys for some reason. Like, I don't really know. Like, I just had all these visions of these little, like, blonde, curly hair boys. And then I had these two girls, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And um, so then when I wrote the book, it really has truly been, like, the the third child, like, I never had and the boy that I never had. And so... Oh, yeah, because Frankie is a boy in the book. Yeah. Okay, I see how this – see, life works itself out. <laughs> Sometimes not how you think, right? Yeah, it's all good. So you are so – your whole MO, and I had the privilege of sitting next to you and really getting to – we have a ton of mutual friends. Right. Um, Nicole DG Cobb. That's how you say her name, right? I always call her DG. Nicole DG. DG Girls on Instagram. She's amazing. Yeah. She does presets and she's like an incredible human, so creative. Mm -hmm. Just had her third little girl and we were at her baby shower and we sat next to each other. We're also, we have a mutual friend, Ashley Houston and yep. 
Vanessa. Um, yeah, so Evan, many. Evan, but yeah, okay, great. So we have lots of friends, but we yeah. just had never really gotten to like hang yet. Right. I mean, and, I moved to right before COVID, and then you know, because you're a transplant. You're from Cal. You're from uh, Pitt Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. Then and you then moved to California. Eleven years in LA. Now Nashville. Nashville. Your whole vibe, though, is gratitude and positivity and bringing that into your family and starting it young with your children. And the motto in here is it's caught, not taught, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Gratitude is not, you don't teach it, you have to show it. And that is what this whole book is about. Tell me, where did this mindset come from and how did how did it become like who you are to the point where you wrote a whole children's book about it yeah I mean you know I wasn't always like that and so you I weren't. had this no where did you no. used to be more negative and like I don't know if I was negative I just um I didn't really I wasn't aware of like the power of the subconscious mind and all of this, you know, powerful, positive thinking until um, I was 30. And so, and I'll, I'll tell you kind of what happened, but so that was when all these things happened and I started to really, you know, live and breathe this life and all of these amazing things changed. And I'm like, wow, if I just would have realized a lot of these things as a younger child, it could have like, and I'm believe, I mean, I'm happy with my life. I'm just saying it could have like, you know, changed the trajectory and like, you know, helped me probably through, you know, things more if I had that knowledge when I was younger. So that's why I, I was like, you like the heartache and yeah. the hard lessons and yes. just like the growing pains of like figuring out that gratitude is the key to yeah. ha happiness and success, honestly. Right. For sure. I mean, I, I really think it is. And like the powerful thing about gratitude is that it does not care who you are. It does not care, you know, what color you are, you know, what your social status is, um, you know, who you love, where you come from. It is free to the entire universe for us to use whenever we want and it works. And so that like, that just gives me the chills even just saying that because anybody can use it anybody um and that's just why i love it so much i just think it's like the greatest virtue you know out there i think some people don't realize that it's actually a tool like people think oh she's just a positive person or oh she's just lucky or oh she's just happy because all these great things are happening to her or, oh look at her life so of course she can be happy because she's so blessed but it's like mm -hmm. honestly it's the reason the blessings are happening is happening is because most likely the gratitude is there and it laid that foundation. So talk to me about like, what was the transformation for you? Like what happened sure. that made you be like, Oh my God, this is a secret tool that like I am not using that can right. bless my life. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's a good story. So I was like a, almost 30. Okay. And, um, I was living in Pittsburgh, you know, I grew up there, I went to college there, I did a brief, um, like, stay for a year or so in San Diego, then I moved back, and, you know, all of my friends in Pittsburgh, like, had gotten married and had kids, and, um, and so, like, my life was kind of, like, you know, changing a little bit, and then, um, I had just broken up with a five-year relationship. We had like a business together. I mean, we lived together. I broke up with him, and then my dad, at fifty-eight years old, passed away. Wow! And then also, like the same year, both of my grandparents died, who were, you know, um, like, you know, my second set of parents. So all of these things that once had brought me so much joy were taken away from me so fast. Like and it's all not at just once. things, it's your, it's your human yeah, humans, relationships right. that yeah. you were relying on for your happiness, honestly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, exactly. And I, but for the first time in my life, like I was just, I was kind of lost, you know? And 
I remember, and I like take action. You know, if like something's wrong with me, if I have an ailment, like I will research and fix it. Like I don't just let it. So I'm like, okay, like I sensed that like, you know, there was something different about me and I wasn't like as happy as I, as I could be. And so I started to read like any book that I can like figure out. So the, the start of it was super soul Sunday. Oh, yes. I love super soul Sunday. And that like was when it just kind of like first started. And I remember, um, like watching, you know, this episode and she had on effort totally the yeah. author of a new yeah. earth. And so I, you know, got the book immediately. I was like taking notes, like I'm back in grad school, like all organized and probably color coded and, you know, and I'm like, this is powerful, but it's a hard read, you know, like you have to reread. I feel that same way. When I first read it, I was in my early twenties and I, it's like hard to grasp it. It's so yeah. It's so mind boggling. <laughs> it really is. But like once you can go there, then you can really start to like understand how this, you know, can work. So that was kind of like. And tell me the basic you know, concept of that book, because he was a really depressed guy, almost suicidal, I feel like. And yeah, I mean, it's. Then he had an awakening that happiness is right here in this moment, in this second, like it's everywhere. And, and then we have to like remove, it's all about our ego. Yes. Which we all have, you know, ego doesn't, it's not like the bad word people think, but it's like, we all have that. And it's trying to like move past what like your ego is telling you. And so that's, I mean, I think like that's the gist of it, you know, and just like think clear, pure, like, you know, positive thoughts. Um, and it can, you know, it can really like change anything. And there's science, I mean, behind all of this. It's not like there's just all of these, you know, crazy people just saying that this stuff works. I mean, there's studies and science. And, you know, one of my really great friends is Dr. Deepika Chopra. And she wrote the afterword for the book. And she kind of ties in like, hey, parents, this is how this really works. And it can, you know, help your child, like, you know, with anxiety and, and all of these amazing things. So um, that's why I also love it because it's backed by yeah. science. So you know that it really, truly works. I mean, there's an entire center at Berkeley. It's called the Greater Good Science Center, just devoted to the power, you know, the subconscious mind and gratitude and those types of things. So if anybody's ever you know, interested in like all like of the higher learning about it. Yeah. It's a really cool site and there's just a lot of like great information. There's also, you know, practical things that you can do on there. And there's a lot of, you know, um, articles about like children. So I really am on there a lot. So you came out of this dark spot, you lost some of the most important relationships in your life. And now you've stumbled upon Super Soul Sunday and Eckhart Tolle and yes. New Earth. So what starts changing in your life? You go from this really like lost, dark, sad place to you start seeing a new, a new way out. Like what happens with yeah. you? You know, it doesn't happen overnight because like gratitude. You know, yeah, for sure. You have to because, you know, your brain goes like the negative and like anytime like I would like sense myself like thinking the negative, like, you know, that's what it tells you in like the books. Like, you know, you have to move it. You have to switch it. And so I like really worked on that. And, you know, there's like things you can do, like even, you know, how you talk to people and like what you tell them, you know how you feel about them and you know all of those things like really can can change because <laughs> hi we have a guest I had just said mommy's in there but you know how that goes oh it's okay before we started this interview Sunny was losing her mind <laughs> like losing her mind I'm like okay how do I practice some like great peaceful calming methods here and it sometimes just doesn't work <laughs> It just doesn't, and that's okay. And as many times as I say, Mommy's recording, don't come in. You know, this is just what happens. You know. Um, it's, I, it's great. I'm happy to be Sunny's best friend and your daughters are your best Exactly. We'll, yes. we'll look back and miss these days so much. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so it, you know, it didn't happen overnight. Like I said, gratitude is like a muscle. So, like, the more you use it, the, you know, the better it works. Yeah. And I... 
changed my entire life. I so mean, what changed? I, what, what started changing your life? My mindset and like kind of, um, you know, that I still had all this hope. Like I kind of like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like what am I like, what am I looking forward to? Like, what do I hope? And meanwhile, there were so many wonderful things in my life that I still had to be grateful for. I mean, yes, all of these bad things happened, but geez, you know, there were a lot of good things. And so I started to just kind of get excited, like, oh my gosh, I still get to meet my husband. You know, oh, like, it's like, like all, and like, my friends, I remember we're at dinner, and they're like, how are you like so happy and hopeful? I'm like, because there's a lot still, you know, to be hopeful for. I mean, I still get to experience being a mother. And like, I had all of these things and just listen, listen. I'm like, you know, yes, this stuff was crappy, you know, that happened. But I mean, hey, everybody has their story. Everybody has their, their, their thing that they have to like overcome. Um, but I think it's so, so interesting you say that because it's truly just a choice. Instead of saying, I'm brokenhearted and devastated because my five-year relationship is over, although you do probably have those feelings, but you're choosing if the choice you make instead when you're living in gratitude is, oh my gosh, I still have the choice to be hopeful and excited for what I don't even know can exist yet that's coming my way. And that is the distinction. Instead of swimming in the sadness, you choose to fly in the hope. No, that's exactly it. I mean, you nailed it. And I think that's what um, differentiates, you because know. Because both when, of those choices are available. It's like yeah. two sides of a coin. Like you can either go either way and it's, they're both there for your, for your taking. Yeah. And neither, I mean, it's literally you just have to make that decision. Which way do you want to go? Right. And, you know, obviously, you know, mourn and, and, and yes. have, you know, your, your feelings and, and let your feelings, you know, fly free. Um, but then, you know, there's kind of comes a point where like, all right, like, let's do this. Like I have to, you know, change, but I mean, it's, it is sad because people do get, you know, stuck in that, like, oh my gosh, I, I like, what is there? Like what is left? Um, and I promise you there's a lot left that you can find. It's just, you know, looking forward. I mean, and that's where like just the simple things, like the, the beautiful trees. I mean, Nashville's so beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, just driving. So like, I just, you know, teach myself to like, Oh my gosh, just anything I can see, especially when they're blooming in like March, you know, those white trees. Oh my gosh. So just anything. I mean, that doesn't cost money. That doesn't cost, that doesn't have, you know, need another human being to make you feel those feelings. That's just nature. Yes. And I think it is so important that you are talking about this to the, like, to the point of writing this book because, and this book is for parents just as much as it's for children. Because we sometimes as adults feel like we can't get out of our past. Like mm -hmm. we feel like so much has happened to us. All these things have stacked up in our life and we've had traumas and we've had heartbreak and we've had unjustness and like it's so different for everyone. But like if you broke down every person's life, there's going to be things that we've had to overcome like you're talking about. Everyone has it. And I feel like we as adults feel like we have to carry those around with us and live, relive that pain all the time and stay there when really you can acknowledge it, work through it and then release it and move forward into yeah. your hopeful future. You don't have to stay chained to the past. No. And I think that that's the point of gratitude. It's like you're talking about, it's like we don't have to carry these burdens with us anymore. We can, you know, but I guarantee you that those things that you went through gave you tools yes. to, you know, to, to live your life in yes. like a better way. Turning like my parents, tools. yeah, like my parents were divorced when I was four and, you know, and then, you know, all things come with that. But like, I just, and you know, we grew up with not a lot of money and, you know, we, we lived in like a one bedroom like a one room apartment, you know, me and my brother, my mom. And, but I don't look at any of that as like a negative. Like I look at like that shit taught me some major stuff, you know, like I'm a survivor. Like I can do anything. Like, I don't know. I never, ever like felt bad for myself ever. 
And you said your mom was a big hippie. Was there a lot of love in your childhood? Yeah, I mean, she was like, you know, she was more hippie, like, um, all natural. Like, we were shopping at the co-op when it wasn't even a cool thing to do. You know, it was like kind of like the weird people were there. It was like that kind of stuff. <laughs> so what do you feel like starting at a young age learning these survival skills and like like you're saying it's not necessarily like perfect but you didn't view it that way what did that teach you you know like I don't I know that I can do anything like there's like anything that is like thrown in front of me like I will just go at it like I just know that I have the tools inside of me you know to figure anything out and like my, my kids like even yesterday oh my gosh we were flying back from visiting our families in Pennsylvania and my oldest daughter threw up on the airplane he's like that's just what she does and so you know throw ups all over I mean the whole thing and um but you know we fit we fix it out I get the lemons I squeeze it I, I you know wipe her down we get the new sweatshirt from the gift shop and like we're all good and um she's like I know mom I mean just like you say we can do anything girl and she was like <laughs> Because after she throws up, she feels so much better. It's just motion sickness. Uh -huh. She's like, we can do anything, right, Mom? So I really think that it just – and I mean, my husband will tell you too, like, I just go at things, you know. Um, and I also, like, don't take things too seriously. And I just – yeah, I think the most is, like, I know I can survive anything. And that is – you made such a great point by going through hard things, you realize that you have these tools that really propel you in life. If you can get on the other side of the hardship, then you have this whole tool belt full of things that you had to learn the hard way, but now it helps you to thrive in your life. So talk to me about Gratitude the Great. How did you come up with a storyline? Because it's such a great storyline and it's so like fashionista like the in whoever the the person who is the illustrator her name is yeah. taylor, taylor. Barron. yeah she's amazing and it's so like the clothes are fabulous the grandma yeah. is like versace well i mean they each had their own like major pinterest board where i like put in you know i mean i had like the man bun for the dad down to the detail like i had you know the, the grandma's jewelry down like i knew exactly what i wanted these characters to to look like and um yeah and she just like went for it and I also didn't want the characters to be like super super cutie and like all like I don't know I just wanted them to like be different you know um and so yeah I mean I don't as far as the storyline I always knew that it was going to be called Gratitude the Great and I always knew that there was going to be this little boy named Frankie and that um you know, he was going to kind of get that name because of like how he approached life with gratitude and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I had been working on it and working on it. Well, first of all, I started it eight years ago and then I right. had my first kid. And so then, you know, like how that goes. And then I started another company. And so finally, I'm like, this is my passion project. I have to complete this. Like, I will not be able to rest until this is done. So I get back on the train, and I was struggling with the story. I was struggling with, like, how did he get that name, and, like, how did it occur, and how does Hope fit in, and all these things. Because Hope and, is his cousin who lives in Brazil, and she correct. is fabulous. Awesome. Which we also, which my niece lives in Brazil. Okay. So that's based on her, um, you know, but I also wanted, um, you know, I thought it was like important to have like a brown skinned girl and I, you know, I wanted like everybody to relate to this book. So that was like, while I was writing it, I had, um, all walks of life are represented in this book. Like if you flip through, I mean, there's a powerful spread of the Venice boardwalk, which mm -hmm. is like one of the most diverse places you know you can ever go to and no matter who you are if you look at that spread like you can relate to somebody in that yes mm -hmm. and so I love and you give so there's several practices you're all about rituals and making rituals because that just like cements it in your brain 
that, right? Like, tell me yes. the importance of rituals. No. And then you, I mean, and there's so many studies on rituals and, you know, the benefits of them. Um, and like, I'm a very, um, like I eat the same thing every day. I do, you know, I'm very ritualistic. What does that and, do for someone to have all these rituals? <laughs> what does it do for somebody? Yeah, like what does it do when you have all these rituals? What are, what well, are it becomes like as common as when you do rituals over a period of time, it becomes as common as like, you know, brushing your teeth at night. It's just something that you know that you do every day without even really thinking about it. And that's the key to like gratitude rituals. Is like then you just start to be, start to think like that automatically. You know, when yes. I started these rituals with my kids just to like, you know, really like soulfully feel and understand what you are grateful for that day and why, the why is really important because that really makes you think hard about it, right? Because like saying thank you and all of these things, those are manners. That's not gratitude. Like you have to have the gratitude from, you know, in your soul and really know why. And so, um, you know, it, that's why it has to be like special and like ritualistic, you know, because this is a special thing that we're talking about. But once you start like getting their little brains to even think like that from, I mean, you know, you can start doing these things when they're six months old, just like the bath time is so important. And then their little brains will just think like that on their own. Like I can't tell you how many times my kids just find the most simple thing to be grateful for and then, you know, verbalize it. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. 
if you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so give me some rundowns of your rituals, and I want to talk about something you mentioned in this book. You talk about pillow chat, gratitude train, and thank yous. So the pillow chat is in the story, and it's basically where the whole family gets around before bedtime and has a very special crystal and passes it around and goes through, when they're holding the crystal, what they are grateful for that day. Do you do that in your family? Yeah, so that was taken directly from like what we do. And so we have this big white heart-shaped crystal from the Venice Boardwalk that, um, that, yeah, that my daughter picked out like when she was like three. And so um, we have our crystal, we like each, you know, hold the crystal while we're doing it and we say what we are grateful for that day and the why. And so why it's important to say that day and the why is because little kids, they'll say the same thing every single day. Like they'll say, I'm grateful for mommy and daddy. I'm grateful for, you know, like they, you have to really prompt them to just think a little bit like differently than like the basic, right? The basic things that that's why like the book is like you said, written for the parents because it's our jobs to model this behavior. So if your kid is seeing you and listening to you when you're walking down the street, you know, while they're riding their scooters and you're like, look at that, you know, like a beautiful tree or whatever it is. And if you're constantly acknowledging gratitude with nature or humans or whatever it is, you know, they're just going to pick up on that. That's why I said like gratitude is, is, you know, caught, not taught because you can sit there all day and say, you know, be grateful for this. You know, I worked hard and, you know, you're not grateful for that. I mean, that's never going to work. No. Never, ever, ever going to work. And I feel like a lot of parents have good intentions when they do that, but really it's just like kind of a fear tactic. It's like, be grateful for this because I've worked. Like, yeah, but that's like, okay, I'm scared, so I'll act like I'm grateful, but I don't really know why I'm grateful. Yeah. No, it's never going to work. And so that's why it really is like – you know, our job is so this book is kind of like a subtle reminder to the parents like, hey guys, you know, I know we're busy. I know we have a million things going on. And sometimes, you know, we may still in our brains, like silently are grateful if we're praying or whatever it is that you do. We are grateful. I'm not saying that, you know, we lose this gratitude when we become, you know, parents or adults. It's just, we have to verbalize it, you know, especially like in front of our children and like do, you know, like the acts of kindness and like the simple thank you notes or like baking the cookies to take to the, you know, the, the neighbors, I mean, whatever it is, um, you know, they're going to learn from that besides you, you know. So though, tell me some of the big ones that you do with your family. You do the pillow talk ritual, which I love that. And how early can you start? Because Sunny's a year and a half. She can't really talk right now, but No, I would do it. Just oh my gosh. Show her how we're saying it and then let her hold it and gibber yeah. down. Oh, she'll she'll be so pumped. Just wait. <laughs> she will she will be so into it. I mean, these kids are so into these crystals, it's hilarious. Um yeah, so because they, they you know they want like the tangible thing that they can hold and it's special and so I would start now for sure. Okay, I love yeah. that. I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that ritual. I think that's yeah. what a great way to end the day. Well, that's the thing. It's like this like kind of coming together because you know, bedtime is can get crazy. It's like they all of a sudden are like on twelve Red Bulls and like bouncing through the yeah. <laughs> and I'm like and then you know they're hungry, they need the water. I mean all these things happen within this like twenty minute period and it, you know, it can be stressful for parents. I mean it's like you just want them to go to bed, you know? Like first of all they need their sleep. You need your time. 
You just want them to go to sleep. And so this kind of, I feel like, helps just like set the tone, have everybody relaxed a little bit. And when there's something to do and something to hold, they're not going to be looking for other crazy stuff to do. Yeah, it checks all the boxes. And it's fun because, you know, they kind of get to like think and perform a little bit. Because I remember like when I was little, I always loved it when I had a full audience and it was my turn to talk, you know. And everyone's listening. And like, it's just like at that moment where it's like the show and tell of your day. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So yeah, no, that's like, that was our main one that I've been doing since they were, you know, little, little. And then another thing is, you know, the, that's a part of the book are these Rhea bracelets, which are really just gratitude bracelets, but that's like the name that we have for them. And so we do this all the time. I mean, we did this so much during COVID. Um, we make bracelets. Now it does not matter like what kind of bracelet you make. I mean, we have extravagant ones and we have just the little beads on the pipe cleaners, which Sunny can totally make now, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't matter like what the bracelet looks like. It's, it's the thought about it. So either we make bracelets and we give them to people and tell them why are we are grateful for them. So then every time they look down at their wrist, they are reminded, wow, you know, Harlow is grateful for me for, you know, helping her, you know, play soccer or whatever. That's awesome. And it's just like going the little extra mile. But another thing that you talk about in this book, which is so true, when you give and you see the joy that it brings to someone else, the joy that you receive as the giver is 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 double you know gosh and I think people forget how because it's just so easy to stay stuck in your own life and everyone has massive to-do lists and there's so much on everybody's plate that sometimes it's like I don't have any extra energy or time to give to anyone else because my life is taking so much from me already but it's like actually if you do carve out a time to give and bring joy to someone else you become overwhelmed with the joy because really do. seeing that love, it's just like explosive. Yeah, no, I mean, like, the, I always say that it's like nothing feels better, you know, than, than giving. Yes. So it's actually kind of, it's not selfish because it's selfish. Oh, no, it's for it's, you, it's too. For I mean, because you feel the love. Yes. Yeah, especially when it's like a thoughtful, like, heartfelt yes. thing like that. Yeah, no, so we love doing those things. We did, we gave them away at like, um, you know, the Amazon Prime delivery guys. Oh my because, gosh. I mean, when it first, when COVID first, you know, we were like, thank you so much, you guys, because, you know, we need this stuff. So we gave them to those types of people, like the cashier at Whole Foods. People who are working hard. Yeah. Know, like in it. Oh my yeah. God, I love that. Yeah, we did that. And then, you know, we also make them for ourselves and to remind, you know, ourselves like w- what we are grateful for. Um, so like, you know, my daughter has this like yellow and blue one. It reminds her of like the beach in LA with her, you know, little friends. And so, you know, she looks down. And so that's my thing about it. It's a prompt that even if you are busy, during the day, you it takes once you look down and you're immediately prompted to, to think of what that bracelet means to you. It's subconscious too. Yeah. So just the, those little things um, can really like go, you know, a long way. Yes. And like I know I I have done this in the past and I, I need to do it again. Even like writing like affirmations and putting them on your mirror. And just oh, I do it all the time starting your day with that. And like, I'll change my screensaver on my phone sometimes and like do my lock screen, like a quote that like really inspires me to stay grateful or like positive or happy because like you're looking at your phone all day. You know, it's just like, like you said, just making conscious efforts to be reminded to stay in gratitude. Yeah. I mean, affirmations were like really the key for me back, you know, like when I was 30, I mean, in affirmations, like what people don't realize is, you know, you can be grateful for things that you want already, like that you want that you don't have. I and mean, that's basically what affirmations are. It's like, I remember like, you know, 
by myself, my apartment in LA. I hadn't had a boyfriend for like a long time. And, you know, I didn't know where my life was going, but I would wake up, I would lay there and close my eyes and do these affirmations. And it would be like, thank you so much for like the most wonderful, like vulnerable man, but that's strong, but sensitive. Like I would deep go into detail about like how grateful I was for this person. And I didn't have anybody, you know, I was just kind of like, setting the tone of like what I wanted to come into my life. And so like, that's a great way to start. You don't have to be grateful for the present. It's like grateful for what you're also striving for. Is your husband everything that you had dreamed he would be? Oh yeah. And it was crazy. Like, and, and like, I mean, I would do these affirmations and I was finally for the first time honest about what I wanted. And, um, and the second I was honest, and like, I mean, it took months, but like that I got that out there in the universe. And I remember I said it aloud, like all the things that I was looking for to like my two friends, we were together. And he, you know, he like plopped into my life. I mean, I was in LA and I was having this, I just wanted like a manly man, but like that was still sensitive. And it's kind of hard to find that there sometimes. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I love LA. I love all you guys out there. I'm just saying I was having a hard time. And so, you know, I met my husband. He's also from Pennsylvania and we live like a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. So I found my like, he's like perfect. Yeah. And then, you know, then all these things started happening with like my career and like my company and all these things. House of Bashery. Talk about that. Yeah. So House of Bashery just became House of Bashery last year. It was, previously Bashery and Co, which was a party styling and content creation company that um, I would do, you know, I would style like these amazing parties, like for celebrities and all these brands that would come through Los Angeles and would have, you know, the big like type of events to get their product pushed out there. So I did all that in Los Angeles and, um, and then I started to actually do less parties and I would just create content for brands. So I would, I would, I would style fake parties basically just okay. for content. And that was way easier than doing the real parties. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I kind of got started like on Instagram and social media and all that, and all that stuff. And then, um, I got more into like home design and entertaining in DIYs when I moved here because we built our house. And so I just kind of rebranded a house of Bashery. Okay. And it's all just been your passion project that has taken off, right? Yeah. Does it just word of oh. mouth? What? Is it just word of mouth? What house of Bashery? Yeah. Like your success from that. Has it just been like word of mouth? You no, know, I really grew like, so I, um, you know, I would do all these style shoots and I would, choose all these different um, people to be a part of them and through like collaboration and um, just kind of getting exposure from like all these people that I would all always have in these shoots. That's kind of like how I grew. Yeah. Um, and it's been like a good, you know, little gig. And then I kind of like didn't do as much of it because I was launching the book, which was, you know, that was crazy. And now I'm just um, trying to figure out my next little chapter because I seem to change like every, every like eight to 10 years. So it's, <laughs> it's about that time. So I'm currently like, which, which road do I go? You know? Well, actually like, that's a really great question that I would love to ask you on how you decipher that because I am also a creative who has had multiple jobs, career shifts, like all within like a creative family like it's all like it's all within like a realm but it's like I've shifted and evolved into all these different jobs and careers how do you know when you're supposed to follow a passion or how do you know when your next move is presenting itself like what do you listen for what are your signs that like you look for and listen for to guide you to 
your destiny because I feel like right. some people are very black and white and they have like jobs that they know what they're doing. They've gone to school for, and that is like, you know, that's awesome. Like I mm-hmm. oftentimes I'm envious of people like that because I'm like, I have the time, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I try to just like listen to my gut to tell me, yeah. to guide me to the next. Well, I was that person. I was that person. Um, I mean, I was always a creative always, but like I did this fast track. I was, you know, focused. I did a three, two joint degree program. So I did my undergrad in three years. I got my MBA by the time I was 21. I started working like in the, you know, corporate. Um, I was a buyer for the May company. I worked for the corporate office of American Eagle Outfitters. I then, you know, was the vice president of marketing for this huge development company. Anyway, I did all that. And I was, but that's when the whole thing happened with my gratitude and my dad dying and all of these things is I'm like, I am going to live now. And I believe, I know, you know, we need money to live and all of those things, but so you can't just sometimes just, you know, flip the switch like that. But I'm like, I am going to live the life I want to live now. I'm not going to wait till I retire. Right. Like my dad retired and a year later he died. So it's like, and he kept, he would always say, you know, well, when I retire, I'll do that. When I retire, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. I'm going to, you know, kind of live my happy now and not wait. And so that's how I switched. And that's when I moved to LA and I, you know, started my own, co- another company. And I was like doing all these things on my own. Um, but I think it's like that feeling, like when you feel like you're just almost like a drone, like you're just like a robot getting up every day and like doing the same thing. And like, there's like no like passion associated with it or like, um, or joy. Like my whole thing in life is like, if it is not bringing me joy, I am not doing it. If it's a friend that has not, you know, that is not like bringing me joy, I'm not going to do it. Um, I and that. I think the older you get, you know, you get balls like that and you just kind of get your life. Uh, uh-uh. you know, life is too short. I'm too old to, um, like live in a, you know, like unsatisfactory, you know, type of way with like relationships or jobs or anything like that. Um, but some people like could just have a, um, maybe a job that's for income that is not maybe making them like so, so happy, but that they have other outlets out, you know, and that's, that's cool. It's like, however it, it reads it, it is. Um, yeah, whatever works for you, yeah. as long as you can find that outlet to have that passion project somewhere in your life, whether yeah. it's a full-time gig or a side hustle or whatever. Right. Like, what are the clues that you look for? Like to know when, what the, what it is, because I feel like it's the same thing I ask people, like, how do you communicate with God? Like, how mm-hmm. do you know, like when you're in tune with the higher power and when you are being led yeah. to your destiny? I mean, I know that sounds like hippie, but like, I believe in all that stuff so oh much. My like, gosh, I feel no. like it's everything. Like, what is it that like prompts you to know when you have to make a move? Like right now you said it's time you feel yeah. it. Like it's like a feeling inside of you to like yeah. the next chapter is coming. How do you know that? Well, I, I mean, this isn't probably like the sexy answer, but um, for me right now, like I sense opportunity because both of my kids will be in school full time for the first time ever. <laughs> I've never had them in like, you know, Harlow was just in two days, two half days. So I still was, you know, full time mom, but trying to like run this company and staying up till one in the morning and like, and you know, losing it. Work. Yeah. I mean, for all the moms out there who are doing that, which I'm in the middle of it too, like yeah. full time momming to get anything else done, no. it's almost near impossible. The fact you wrote a whole children's book is incredible. I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's crazy like what we, because. Meanwhile, like, yeah, just raising the children. I mean, that is enough and way more than, you know, any job. But so now I feel like, oh my gosh, like at times I could do all that stuff while I was still, you know, doing all the mom things too. Like I'm going to have so much time and opportunity that I haven't had in eight years, which is when I, you know, um, stopped the the corporate world um 
so now I just know because of all, you know, the opportunity and like I, um, and I'm kind of ready. Yeah. Like you're, 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 you're like, I did the book. I did the passion thing. You know, I mean, I do like the Instagram thing here and there. It's not something that brings me joy. It was, you know, bringing me income to basically like fund the book and help me with things like that. Um, but I know that that's like not my thing. I feel the same way because you have over 100,000 followers. I have close to 100,000 followers. Yeah. And like anyone who's like an influence on influencer, which is, I mean, I still can't wrap my head around that. Like I'm not a great influencer because I don't like to promote brand. I only like to promote brands that I believe in, but I don't like using Instagram as like a money maker because it's just not my vibe. And I feel like that's what you're saying too. And I have some yeah. friends, we have mutual friends who are great at using yeah. it as a brand and it's their tool and they believe mm -hmm. in it and they have this like machine with Instagram that rolls and they can like, totally. And I like some, to be honest with you, I envy those people because I'm like, dang, I wish I could be that way, but it's just not my personality. I tried it for a hot second and it was just like so unnatural for me. Um, me too. And I feel like sometimes I'm like, why am I not taking advantage of this? I know. It's not me. I know. So I think I'm just like, so I have like my, you know, my solid um, brands that I believe in and that I've worked with like for years that I'll keep, you know, doing those things with them. Um, and you know, it's like I'll only work, like I only use two, um, you know, beauty, like um, face products. Like I'm not gonna say that I use another one to get the partnership. Like I just won't do that. And so everybody knows who, who I use and like that's just going to be it. So I can't, because that's what a lot of people do is like, they're not really loyal to a brand things, you know, they're, they're just hopping around for the different and I, don't get me wrong. I have done that as well. Yeah. When I started this whole influencer thing. I was like, sure, I'll do that brand deal, that brand deal. But then it's like, no, you can't hopscotch. Well, and it was different, you know, like when I first started it five years ago and now I just feel like people will call you out. Like they want the more, you know, like authentic thing too. Um, and yeah, it's just not where I feel the most comfortable. So I'm just kind of right now I'm in this fun, like exploratory mode where I'm just researching and kind of tapping into like what my gut is telling me to do like maybe it's back to like more of a um not nine to five but more of like a you know organized like scheduled you know this is i know what is coming in this is like what i'm doing and um, I am like with you so hard. I am craving a stable job yeah, too. But stable, that's the word I was looking for. I'm craving a creative stable job, but yeah. like I've been hopping around for so long doing all different types of creative outlets that are so fulfilling and bring me joy and income. But it's like sometimes it's just like the unknowing of what's coming next and like it's just like yeah. so fast and then you're on to the next and the next. It just like gets exhausting. Totally. No, I know. <laughs> I just like wanna know. I get you. And I think that also is like, you know, you can like take risks and be a little bit more um free, you know, like when you're younger and things. But I think now I'm just like, I wanna work. I want it to be something that like I enjoy and I want a steady income. I get you. <laughs> I feel you. And I think that that like your like you said your gut instinct is telling you that and based on your life circumstances it's presenting yeah. the time frame that works for you. I think that that's like a great way to know what the next move is. Like my gut always tells me and like I my sister always says this and now Landon living with Landon says this too. If it's not, a, and I think someone else said that my sister got it from somewhere else. It's, um, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And yeah. I can always tell when yeah. I don't want to do something when, yeah. like, yes, there's an opportunity in front of me, but like my whole body and insides are saying no, like it's like mm -hmm. resisting. It mm -hmm. doesn't feel right. It feels forced. And I feel like that's a big sign for me whenever yeah. I hit that big resistance wall. And I'm like, if I did this, it's because I'm doing this for like not authentic, good reasons. I mean, exactly. maybe and sometimes you got it. I guess sometimes people 
feel like they need to do that. But like if, if I hit those walls now, I pretty much just listen to myself and don't do it. Yeah. I think by now it's like, we kind of know, you know, um, like what is going to like be the best for us. I really do. I mean, for me anyways, it's just kind of like, I'll be 43. I mean, I, I know, I know now, but like, I'm just ready for it. Like I love change. Um, I think that's also one of the things that comes from like, you know, not so perfect childhood and like moving all the time and just kind of always having to adapt to a situation. I love change. And so I'm kind of like ready for this next chapter. I'll keep you posted. I, like nice. I said, I'm just exploring right now, but there's a lot of fun jobs here in Nashville. I know. And that's so cool. it's a booming, it's a boom mm -hmm. town. Mm hmm. Well, Pamela, Lynn, I love this. I love getting to talk to you. I love your perspective on life. I love that you wrote a whole book about it, Gratitude the Great. Everyone, honestly, if you have children, you need to get this book. It's a great gift. It's a great book for your family. Even if you don't have children, it's a great, like, kind of coffee table book. Like, honestly, just put it down and, like, grab it. It's, like, a great just reminder. Like, we're talking about all these ways to remind yourself to have gratitude. This is a great reminder and it's like it can become a ritual and I just am so inspired that you took action to fulfill this dream that you had to put this message out in the world to help educate parents as well as children which is so great it's the whole family unit and we all know everything starts in the home and so I just think it's amazing and I love that you're following your intuition your gut and spreading kindness and gratitude thank you for sharing this with the world and coming on here and talking about it Thank you for having me. I loved talking to you. You're just like so soulful. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. It's like <laughs> the second I talked to you, I was like, oh, I'm, I have a soul connection with you. I, I, I am so like great. speaking your language. So I always wrap up with leave your light. And it's just a very open-ended question. What do you want people to know? That gratitude is available to you and I promise you that if you just dig a little bit deep you can find so many things in your life to be grateful for because you know you are special being here on this earth is mm -hmm. makes you special like we've just to side note we have been trying to have a, a baby again and like it's just like the process of actually a baby and some people get pregnant super fast and all these things, but like for a baby to be made and come oh. through the whole process of like growing and being born and making it to oh. earth, it is so impossible. Like it's amazing it, that it, it is, any of us are here. It's beyond a miracle. That's why I'm like, if, if you do not believe in God, I mean, this is just the biggest miracle. Like, to make it to earth, to, to go through the whole con conception and oh. process. It's like, it's truly, it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's otherworldly. And that's, I think I have always really believed that, you know, life is special and precious. But now, like, after having a daughter, trying to conceive, all of that, it's like, For wow. Sure. Like, yeah. No, and I also think when you, like, when the journey maybe isn't as smooth as like you thought it was, you know, would be. And then you like really start, you know, having to like know all the, the details and, and, and learn about more things than you ever thought that you would. I also then think that really like hits home even more. But I agree with you. Like we are any, anyone here on this earth is unique and special. And there's something for everyone to be grateful for if we dig deep. I love it. Thank you, Pamela. And thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, y'all go get your own copy of Gratitude the Great. Can you just get it anywhere? I got mine on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's really online anywhere. It's locally in Nashville at Parnassus um, and Books a Million. Congratulations, you published author. Thank you, Mama. What an accomplishment. <laughs> love it so much. Okay, thank you, Pamela, for joining me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 